The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Geraldine Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. How are you? Good morning, Jonathan. Um, ins- uninsured drivers uh, are are a scourge. Um, thankfully, I've never had to deal with any of them, but I know people who have, and it is just a terrible situation. So, what are the guards doing to try and crack down on them? Okay, well, this is a long time coming, Jonathan. And basically now what they have is access to the Irish Motor Insurance Database. And this is updated on a daily basis with records of all uninsured drivers. And this is now due to this new Road Traffic Act that has finally come in. So now when they have these handheld devices at the side of the road, they live to tell instantly who's insured and who's not. Because previously, I know from speaking to a guard, the big issue was they didn't know that database was beyond them. So that's why you were asked to produce your insurance certificate at a guard the station of your choice if you didn't have it on you. Um, Because they they had no way of knowing. They knew straight away if your tax was out. Yeah, this was thing. The whole thing was so cumbersome. And as I said, this has been in the pipeline for a very long time, but a safe legal basis by which to, to share this information had to be created. And this is what the road traffic bill has done. Now, it's a serious, serious issue on our roads at the moment because, Jonathan, there's about 188,000 vehicles that are uninsured. And that equates to about one in every 12 private cars. So, I mean, I think it's four times the European average. Mm. But what happens then, Jer, if there's a car that's uninsured that I... So, for example, I've open driving. I can get into any car and I'm covered. That's how the policy works for me. If I get into a car that registers as uninsured, the guard doesn't know that I am insured to be driving that car. So it's still not cut and dried, is it? Say I'm confused as to what the issue is there, Jonathan. Yeah, so in other words, I'm insured to drive any car, right? But Mm. the car I'm in technically isn't insured. So how does that work? Well, you see, the thing about it is apart from just... And the uninsured drivers, they're also going to have access to all of the driver license um, information. So they'll be able to tell instantly because there was all sorts of issues about not having the full picture. So they'll be able to tell now at the side of the road, they will have access to driver information, driver license, whether you've been disqualified, all of those things. So they'll be able to tell who the car is registered to, who, what your situation is legally and all of that. So they'll have a much fuller picture, much more complete information at the side of the road. Well, I'm telling you, you have to get up early to catch out your Herbert. I tried my best there but failed spectacularly and the other story (laughs) it was the way I asked the question Uh, the other story that caught your attention this week was the drivers um, the drivers uh, test and people who had been uh, given out about their inspector being a bit mean Um, uh, it's a bit rich isn't it I know these were complaints that were made between March and May to the RSA and it was the Irish Times that actually um, got these following requests from the Freedom of Information Act. But it turns out there's a lot of rude, grumpy, obnoxious and even evil driving testers out there at the moment. Now, in fairness to to, to people doing the test, the pass rate is about 53%. So that means there's a good chunk of people who walk away failing and they probably do feel quite aggrieved and it's probably quite easy to blame the tester. But it would be, so, you know, it'd be a sad indictment on the whole thing that if, if there was that many, you know, really obnoxious and, as I said, evil testers out there. Yeah, I got a, t- a tweet yesterday from Seamus that I didn't get a chance to read out. I just pulled it up on screen. Did my test in Rathgar. Last test of the day, Good Friday a few years ago. I blessed myself passing three churches and he still failed me. The heathen. I uh, don't think he would have got very far if he complained uh, to the Road Safety Authority. Uh, one last thing before we let you go, Ger. Um The price of petrol is sneaking up again, isn't it? It's over 170 now in a couple of petrol stations I was looking at this morning. 
Yeah, I'd say a lot of people have noticed this in the last few weeks. And according to um, the AA, the, the petrol and diesel prices are on the rise. This is now they have stalled and they had stalled for the last few months. So this is unexpected, really. Uh, the biggest problem is the price of oil is going up and it's expected to continue to rise over the next few months. And remember, Jonathan, the bad news for motorists is that the fuel excise duty that was cut due to the cost of living crisis, that uh, the first instalment came in in June, but there's more increases at the beginning of next month, seven cents to the litre of a petrol and five cents the litre of diesel. And then on October the 31st, there'll be more. Another eight cents will be put on the price of a litre of petrol and six cents on diesel. So not good news for motorists. No, it's certainly going in the wrong direction. What are you driving, Ger? My standard question to you. I knew you'd ask me. Um, an all-electric Volvo, the XC40, it's the smallest of their SUVs. Oh, it's very nice though, isn't it? It is very, very smart looking. Yes, very nice. Nice size as well. Yeah, OK, very good. Well, enjoy that. You won't have to worry about the fuel prices driving an electric. Ger Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. Pleasure as always. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.